Hello, Shelby. Hi, Andrew. And hello, everyone else. This is Trip It To Me, a travel-centric podcast. We talk about itineraries that we plan. <laughs> we we try to go all over the world, and and we're succeeding. We don't act well. One of us is is succeeding, and Shelby went all over the world, uh, <laughs> but but. I mean, not like all over the world. Like I, yeah, I'm you taking. Covered, you know, you covered like half of the globe. I mean, I guess, I guess technically, I've got, um, I've got one of those like scratch maps where like, oh, nice. it's all yeah. gold, and then you scratch where you've been, and then there's colors. And yeah. I'll tell you what, if you think you've been to a lot of places, you get should one get one because it will really humble you. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Because did you need because, humbling? Uh, I, I don't know, maybe a little bit, I don't, maybe not, I don't know, but um, I was like, I've been to a bunch of places, and then I got one of these, and I was like, oh, I'll scratch off Fiji, and, uh, like, and, but when you've been to places that are really little, then it's not much surface area on right. the map, so then you're like, oh, I haven't really been to very many places, and, and then when that, when that happens, you ever get the urge to, like, cheat, like, oh, I've been in this country, you'll, You'll you'll laugh at me because I did have to have a serious discussion with myself over oh, what boy. the rules were. Like, okay. okay, I've been to Australia, but do I just scratch off Sydney or do I scratch off the whole state? Or is it a whole country thing? So, like, what are the parameters around what I'm allowed to do on this scratch map? Which is ridiculous because it's my map. There are times when I think, like, oh, Shelby and I are very alike. We think... Very similar things. We we do a lot of the same stuff. And then there are times where we're like, oh, we are complete opposites. Shelby's crazy. <laughs> That's not what I said. So if you had if you had a scratch map, what would be your system, your rules? If you've been to the country, it gets scratched or region or like what what's what's well, your system? I probably I probably I probably like cheat on different things. Um, knowing myself, I would, I would like scratch out cities at first, Mm. like, Mm -hmm. like places, but if it's like a place I don't want to go back, like let's take Mm. Oklahoma, for example, (laughs) I've been to Oklahoma city and right outside of it. And I'm not, unless, unless I really run into some like bad luck along the way, I'd never want to go back to anywhere in that state. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just scratch out the whole thing. I think that makes sense to me. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, if he, if anybody who's listening, if you have a scratch map, send us a photo. Either tag us on Instagram or send it to me at tripittome at gmail.com. I want to see your scratch map. Please. Yeah. I would love to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, we have one at the apartment we live in. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Not your just, and, like, extra apartment that you go to sometimes? <laughs> Your recording apartment? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the, the apartment was an Airbnb. It, it came fully furnished. So there's there's wall decor and all of that. And um, and there's a map. I think you and I looked at this probably when you were when you were here. Um, and there's a map and I cannot figure out like if it's where the people have been or where people came from and then they mark right. those off. And I still because it is incredibly random and not not like it, it doesn't make sense you should uh, you should ask your landlord host people i i kind of like the mystery a little bit but you're right like that would that would solve 
everything about this story is just I like the idea them. that, like, someone has been to all of those random places. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. nowhere on the... Like, very little in America, but, but like, <laughs> four different countries in Africa. So they're like, we've we've lived in L.A. our whole lives, but we just don't <laughs> give a shit about the rest of continental U.S. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know it, it what that be... voice was, but it felt right. Yep. It seemed like the heiress a little bit. Like, you almost mm-hmm. went into it. Maybe it was just, like, the pretentiousness of the heiress. Yeah. I think so. I think yeah, that, was, that it. was it. Yeah. I think we've touched on like two or three inside jokes already in four and a half minutes. And so <laughs> if this is your first time listening, sorry. Um, yeah, we we talk about travel most of the time. And yeah. that's what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to talk about when, when things go wrong and what we do when things go wrong when when we're traveling. So because that'll be, at, that'll be at, fun. At some point, if you travel enough, something things will, go, will wrong. go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In fact, even if you don't travel, something's going to go wrong. Things still go wrong, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you live yeah, your life me. and you have a routine and, you know, everything's fine, things will still go wrong sometimes. <laughs> That's Sorry. absolutely right. Mm-hmm. When's the last time things didn't go wrong, Shelby? I don't think anything went wrong yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. What I a know. day. Yesterday was Congrats. a really good day, except Ben did start to get a cold, so maybe that doesn't mm, count. Well, we're out, yep. <sighs> so then maybe... Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> just thinking about just life stuff. I'm so sorry. The office so sorry. getting closed because of COVID, yeah. and then having to work from home, but then... And there's, yeah, lots of, lots of stuff. Lots of yeah. stuff. Probably yeah. when we were with you. Oh, thank you. That's probably when things, like, when nothing was going wrong. But even then, like, we had a one of the best days I've had in years. Mm-hmm. But, like, even even on that day, when we were at Disneyland, like, mm. there were several rides that were closed. And we were That's like, oh, true. well, we got to change plans. That's true. And then even some of the really great days that we had, we had to kind of adjust a little bit based on... Yeah. How we were feeling in the morning and what energy we had and, you know. Adaptability, people. That's that's the name of the game. Adaptability. Trip it to me certified. Adaptability is. Be adaptable. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. What are you drinking? uh, Well, I have. (laughs) Why um, is it not enough? (laughs) (laughs) I have two options because I wanted both. And you know what? I I wanted both, so I made myself both. Do you have um, a cool um, sound effect? Because we do have a first time ever on the on the Trip It To Me <gasps> podcast. Well, we have two, have a, la- two drinks at one time. Yeah, it's, double drink, it's a double drink episode, it which is. I am proposing as like a, as like a new thing. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, um, I don't know if anyone heard it because apparently people can't hear things as here, I'll well do it as again, but yeah. Okay, just right in the mic. Wow, beautiful! beautiful. That was really nice. That was, that was lovely. That was I was nice. in a I was in a shop the other day that was like um, I don't know the proper term anymore. They it said, but it was like a music bowl. So if you they they came with like a little. A uh, little like tiny mallet, not not even a mallet really. It's just like a little peg, okay. and then if you hit it against the side of the bowl, it, it made a note. And they had a 
um, a bowl for pretty much every note in the Western scale. Um, so like wow. E, F, yeah, all the, and yeah, it was cool. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, double drink day, everybody. Double drink, double drink. In one hand, I have a very nice hot chocolate with my oat milk and with just a sploosh, not even like a full sploosh, kind of like a half mm. sploosh of whiskey. Because just that's a half sploosh. All that was left in the bottle, and I didn't really want to drink. I just wanted to be warm and cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Whiskey Which, adds to it. Speaking of, I'm going to turn my little heater on. Yeah. it's currently not very warm and cozy. Shelby is in New Zealand. Again, if this is your first time listening, <sighs> weird weird it's time winter. to start, but it's winter there. And it's not winter in L.A. where I am. No, it's not. It is summer. It is August. Yeah. I mean, it's I also it's... August here, but it's summer August for you and winter August for me. Do you have a favorite and least favorite month? A least favorite month? And um, favorite, if you want. The second half of January and the first half of February is my least favorite. <laughs> okay, I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll give it Although, to you. Although, I have to say, that's changing now that I live here because those are like prime right. summer that's weeks. Your, that's when Shelby's yeah. just feeling it. That is prime kayaking, beach day, barbecue, you know, pools, all of that. So, like, right. that's changing. But in my head, that still is what I go to. Um, favorite is, like, either June or December. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Depends on which country you're in uh yes and no i mean oh, june okay. is my birthday um here, happy birthday by the way thank you here yeah. june is in winter but here the queen's birthday weekend yeah. which is a, a national holiday right. um a commonwealth holiday is on my birthday weekend so i get my birthday i get a day off on my birthday weekend That's so, so nice. it's a it's a pro and a con because it's winter yeah. um June's just really nice, I think, in summertime. Um, I mean, December's Christmas, right? Like, hard right. to beat. Whether it's in winter or summer, Christmas is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about you? Least My least favorite, favorite month? used to be August. I don't think mm-hmm. it is anymore. I, I like it more now, but August always used to... I grew up in kind of a desert, um, mm-hmm. so it was always just... Oh, it's Too 100 hot. degrees. Yeah. Um, and yeah, too hot. Uh, and I don't, I don't love the heat quite like you do, but, uh, but I, th- I think my feelings on August have changed a little bit over the years. August always felt bad as a kid, right? Cause like June and July are like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then August is like, uh Oh, it's School's almost coming. over. It's <laughs> almost over. Um, where has my youth gone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And now my youth is just gone, so I don't care as much about August. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, I don't know, I, I I don't really like April very much anymore. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I, have, I have quite a few favorite months. I like September. It's when my birthday is, and, mm-hmm. and I really like autumn. Um, I like November and December. I like the holidays. And I, I have a soft spot for January. It seems nice. I just, ew, the way that you said that was just really funny. 
Oh, thank and you so just much. Very Andrew, and I just really yeah. appreciated it. And I'm sorry that the appreciation came out in the way of like a snort, but I really appreciated it. No, I I go for the Shelby like small snort jokes mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And now uh, January in in Los Angeles was uh, amazing. Like uh, I bet yeah, it I, was. I think it's I think it's probably my favorite month here. Um, because everything calms down after the mm-hmm. holidays, you know, and yeah. then there's, there's like, there wasn't like, um, stuff every weekend to do. So it was just like, oh, it's a perfect temperature outside every day and, and I can go do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was nice. That's really nice. I feel like as yeah. a kid, January was horrible cause you were going yep. back to school after the long break. I agree. And so, and it was cold. And it's and long. It lasts for long. forever. And it, yeah. it, in Medford, it's it was dark. like wet and cold. and ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and dark. Like dark in the morning and dark when you get out of school. Like just horrible. But Whereas the now, January when it's, you described, that sounds yeah. great. And I don't mind like it getting dark at like five o'clock mm-hmm. here because it's, it's still like, it's cold where i can wear like one of my favorite sweatshirts or jackets and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i like disneyland at night and i like going to the beach at night and i like uh, uh i like the city lights so yeah there mm-hmm. we go ah uh, you just live Look in the right that. place don't you yeah, uh-huh. yeah come on over so my second <laughs> beverage <laughs> Is um completely the opposite. It's a raspberry rhubarb rose hip uh like syrup in soda water. So it's bubbly, it's crisp, it's tart, it's sweet, it's a little floral, it's real fruity, it's real nice, I like it. Can ra- one raspberry. more time. Raspberry. 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 Mm-hmm. Rhubarb. Uh, rhubarb and okay. rose hip. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Sounds pretty mm-hmm. good. Just needed a second run through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's, it's a weird list. It's not It's not your usual, it, you know. It doesn't seem like that. It's, it's not like a jump out at you really sugary flavor. It doesn't seem no. like. No. No. And because you're making your own soda, you control how much goes in. Yeah. You know, so if you want it to be sweeter, you can go a bit heavy on the on the syrup. But right, right. Yeah. Sorry, uh, when you said goes in, there's this uh, new girl episode where one of the one of the teachers that just has a crush on his last mm-hmm. name's goes in ya, and you said it like exactly <laughs> like they do, and it just got fantastic. Me. That's a great episode. Well, that, it is. That that sounds like a really nice double drink. Thank you. Thank you. There's also a big bowl of popcorn. Um, yeah. But that's just, that's over there. That's over there. We try not to eat on the podcast. It's but a bit rude. Maybe like on Thanksgiving, we should just eat during that episode. And we can just that like episode. have commentary. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, because what like a- here, I have to like go out of my way to celebrate Thanksgiving. So that could be, that could be real fun. Like, I'm Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Eat another uh, podcast. A previous podcast I was on called the Rosebuds. Every Thanksgiving we do, uh, we change the name to the Rose Buns and just talk about different foods. <laughs> Excellent. And yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I I'm all for eating on Thanksgiving podcasts. That seems <laughs> right. 
I don't really like Thanksgiving food that much, but well, I'll eat something else. Mm, I think certain foods are nostalgic for me. Sure. Mm. Name a Thanksgiving food and I'll tell you why it's bad. This is a fun game. Ooh, uh, green bean casserole. You picked the best one to start. That's <laughs> that's too bad. That is that is quite literally my favorite. Um, oh, good to but know. But also, it's like there's if you think about it too much, like any casserole. If you start to think about the the ingredients too much, it doesn't make you feel very good inside. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Um. So so that would be my nitpick there. But okay. otherwise, otherwise I'm 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 okay with green bean casserole. It's okay. it's quite good. Okay. Um. A really nice ham with pineapple and cherries and brown sugar and cloves. Uh, we never had ham. <laughs> you really thrown me for a loop. We like um, never had turkey because no one in my family can cook uh, like a nice turkey. So we always okay. had ham. Mm-hmm. Ham, um, ham is better than turkey. I'll give mm. you that. But it's Agreed. also not as good as almost every other meat. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. That's like, why not make like a brisket or something, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Um, homemade mac and cheese. You are picking Thanksgiving foods I've never had. Um, <laughs> These are all of our staples. These are yeah, calling uh, to my family staples. Mac and cheese is a good idea. Um no, no, I, I have nothing to say <laughs> against mac and cheese. I do think mac and cheese is possibly, you, you'll fight me on this, is possibly a little overhyped at this point. I mean, um, like yeah. it's it's the trendy food and and like it's really good and even bad mac and cheese is tolerable. Uh-huh. So that's when you know a food is really pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I, I, I know some people like disagree. Like dish. Yeah, like a, some people will disagree, but like a gourmet mac and cheese is not that much better than a regular mac and cheese. Mm. And like you can't you can't move it up to like the best thing I've ever had in my life. There's oh, no, no way a mac no. and cheese dish could get into that conversation. Because I think when you're talking comfort food, you don't want something that's superb. You want something that's familiar. And that's the problem with Thanksgiving right there. <laughs> Yes. Give me one more. Give me one more Thanksgiving food, hopefully, that I've had in my life on Thanksgiving. Apple pie. Apple pie. No, it's make it a part of, like, the... Make it, <laughs> make it a savory food. Okay, okay. Um, I will say there are, like, include? maybe four or five better kinds of pie than apple pie. Four or five ahead of apple? Yeah. Apple okay, pie is really out. good, list though. Okay, for me. Chocolate cream, banana cream. Yeah, I know you don't agree with banana cream, but I'm right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Pumpkin pie, I actually like more than apple pie. Are you okay? Whoa. I totally disagree, but that's okay. I also didn't grow up with pumpkin pie because my mom doesn't like pumpkin pie. Uh, So I probably didn't have pumpkin pie until I was like 10 years old. Yeah. And then I was like, why would you put pumpkin in a pie? A fair question, I guess. My sister-in-law makes the most amazing blueberry pie I've ever had. Ooh. And it might be my, like, favorite just pie in general. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really good. Hmm. Anyway, uh, one, like I said, one more savory food, please. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. 
like just rolls, fresh rolls. Rolls are pretty good. Thank you. You, <laughs> you really tried to win this game. You um you you need to come to my Thanksgiving next year, and then no, you'll be like, are, yeah, Thanksgiving is great. You pick the two favorite things I have like on the table: rolls and green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. And you pick two things I've never had on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, Maybe you've been doing are, Thanksgiving wrong. I, I don't disagree. Uh, <laughs> I have a wonderful time with my family. It's just the mm. meal's never that right, good. Right. Um, rolls are rolls are good and ne- necessary at Thanksgiving to s- sop up all of the other things that are left on the plate because you didn't really fi- finish like feel like eating them. That is um, so unappetizing, Andrew. <laughs> what yeah, you just but did. it's kind of accurate. <laughs> Like wow. there's just gravy running all over your wow. plate because you, you have to put. What are you eating on Thanksgiving? Obviously turkey and gravy, but what else are you eating? Turkey, mashed potatoes, okay. um, uh, um, yams. Not a oh, yam Oh yeah, fan. we can just throw those out the window. Throw them right out. Just uh, out. <laughs> um, I don't know what are what are other things. Uh, I, they're so forgettable. Are you having some like really bad salads or something? The salads are fine. Like, mm. again, it's just one of those things like, oh, I could have this before every meal in my entire life, but we're going to treat it like it's special because it's before Thanksgiving. Do you have um, stuffing? Do you like stuffing? Stuffing is stuffing is weird. Stuffing is uh, super weird. Let's I don't shove mind it. some stuff into the dead bird carcass, and then later it'll be scrumptious. <laughs> like, it's weird. I, I don't mind stuffing, but, but it's... Like all Thanksgiving food I've had, it's like, oh, we're going to eat this one time a year because I don't want to eat it the rest of the year. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm yeah. going to need some photos next Thanksgiving. I need to know what I mean, you're eating because I'm very I, I, curious. Tur- no, I, I just listed it all. Turkey, mashed potatoes, oh, okay. stuffing, yams. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, there's that's rolls, salad. Okay. Okay. Jello sometimes. There's like okay. a jello dish my family mm. makes, and that's pretty good. Yeah. It's nothing that my family makes wrong. It's just that Thanksgiving food as a whole is just. Do we just not need to good. rewrite like the Thanksgiving day, like, m- like, like a uh, like menu? Yeah, tacos. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Heck yeah. <laughs> tacos. Yeah. Margaritas. Enchiladas. Chips yep. and guac. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just, okay, sounds good. I just finished, I just finished off a Mountain Dew because I wanted some caffeine and I'm diving into a, a peach, peach cider. What was it? Life's a peach, semi-sweet peach cider. That's what I'm drinking. Oh, we're 23 minutes in. Uh Um, and we're talking yeah. about Thanksgiving food in <laughs> August. Yeah. What uh, what have you done this week, Shelby? Yeah, okay, let's see. Do you, do you want, want a popcorn s- back and forth? Yeah, let's do popcorn. Oh, that's um, so good. So good. Oh, popcorn. I love popcorn. You do, just were eating it. Yes, I was. So much of it, inhaling it. Do you to start? Do you want um, the food experience, the wildlife experience, or um, a show? Wildlife. Wildlife, you picked the right one, my friend. Um, I'm so excited. It, okay, so wanna, to each 
You want to do two each? Sorry, yeah. we should have okay. talked about this off air. We should have. Yeah, yeah, two's good. Yeah, yeah, good. okay. Okay, um, good. Okay, so we've lived in this house for almost two years. In December, it'll be two years. And so we have gone to the beach that's five minutes down the road hundreds of times. Because especially when we got Charlie, we just go to... She loves the beach. So we're down there a couple times yeah. a week. During that time, we have seen fish... We've seen some birds, but like, not like exciting birds. Just like birds. There's a lot of birds in New Zealand. People make a fuss, but like they're they're birds. That's fine. Um, we've seen other dogs. Like we've seen there is like a little dead baby shark that was on the shore one time. There's like a little puffer fish one time. Like you know, that's nature beachy things. In the last week, we have ex- experienced so much wildlife, and I don't understand why it's happening this week. But I'm stoked about it. So we yeah. went down to the beach about a week ago. And um, we were down there with Charlie, walking around. And it was dark. People don't really go down there when it's dark. We have an energetic dog, so we do. And we heard just, like, the craziest bird sounds. I was like, what is going on? They're like, ah, like crazy, like loud. I'm like, what is, like, I've never heard this before. And so we look over on the rocks and Ben is like, oh my gosh, are those penguins? And you can see like the white belly, which is really the only way that you could see them because it's not bright enough. But then you look and you're like, oh my gosh, these are, they're little blue penguins, which it's the smallest variety of penguin in the world. Um, when I did my itinerary down to the South Island, I talked about Uh the Penguin Island. It's these penguins. So in August, they like, they're here year round, but in August they're like specifically building nest. So that way they can lay eggs and have like little, little baby penguins. And so we looked over and there were like four or five of them on the rocks and like making crazy sounds. And we think that they're building a nest over there. And so So like... We just got to watch and just, like, see these penguins. And we got kind of got a little closer to, like, see them a little bit better. But they were, like, screaming at us. So then we stopped. And we are like, <laughs> okay, like, we're going to, we'll go now. Bye. Um, so that was experience number one. The next one, we, two nights later, three nights later, walking Charlie on our way to a beach that's in the same area. But it's kind of, like, just one over. And we go around this corner, and, like, Charlie is nose-to-nose with a seal. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, it's, like, a little seal. It was bigger than Charlie was, but it, like, was not an adult seal because it would have, like, ripped Charlie to shreds. But they're both, like, Charlie didn't make a sound. She didn't get aggressive or anything, but it was just, like, both of them, you could tell, Charlie and the seal were, like, oh, shit, like, ah, like, ah. (laughs) And if Charlie wasn't there, I don't even know if we would have seen this seal. Because it was, like, in a shadow, totally blended in. It saw us. It, like, kept an eye on us, but it didn't, like run off or get aggressive or anything like that so we were like what is happening and then we kept walking and we were walking along the road and all of a sudden i heard these penguin sounds again i was like no way and so i ran to the edge of the road where all these rocks are and i looked down and there were these two penguins that were making these sounds and they looked at me and they were like oh shit and so then they jumped in the water and they swam off like what in the and then yesterday we oh saw another gosh. seal swimming through the ocean. There were like people stopped to like Incredible. watch it, and he was yeah. he was just like la 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 la, taking his time, not in a rush. Like he didn't want to go anywhere. He was just 
enjoying a nice swim and the, yeah. you know, chilly Pacific Ocean. Like, what is happening? It's been one week, and we've seen more wildlife than I have in the last two years. <laughs> Incredible. Amazing. Yeah, and that's very exciting. Oh. Now I know what penguins sound like. Yeah. <laughs> Big deal. So... <laughs> When I hear them, I can find them now. I'm I'm very happy for you. I am like the penguin locator. That, <laughs> hey, yeah, it's a good skill to have. Yeah. You should try to get hired for that. Honestly. You should. Be like, yeah, I know g- what they sound like. Yeah. I'll find them. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yeah, wonderful. So obviously I'm super excited about that. And I now I like I want to go back to the beach every night. Because I'm like, I want to yeah. see some shit. Like, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, in my backyard, basically. Basically, you're like five minutes away, right? Yeah, the what big backyard, life. but yeah. Yeah, the big backyard. Big backyard. Um, what have you been up to? Um, what do I want to talk about? I'll talk about Ambulance, the latest Michael Bay movie uh, <laughs> that came out earlier this year. And is on, at least in America, it's on Peacock, streaming on Peacock. Uh, this is about, uh, well, they're bank robbers, essentially, and, and there's some some story in there somewhere. Um, they, they accidentally, maybe not accidentally, but tensions get heightened and someone gets shot and then... There's an ambulance driver, and they have to take the ambulance, and, like, the EMT's working on them, but they've kind of got them held hostage, and they're all, like, sort of working together, but also you're working with bank robbers and and possibly a killer, so there's some moral uh, conundrum somewhere in there, and, and, uh, you know, there's a lot going on, and Jake Gyllenhaal's acting like the craziest... A guy I've ever seen, but that's pretty normal. That's just kind of what he does now. A side um, question. Is Jake Gyllenhaal just like the craziest guy ever that we've ever seen? Maybe. I don't know. I don't. I, maybe. Maybe. He didn't. Did he always used to be this way? I can't I tell anymore. Or is he just like, ha I've made it. I can be myself now. I don't know. <laughs> that might be it. Or, or he's like, I got to do these weird weird things to stand out i have no idea maybe he's like i am bored with everything in life ever since I he did be bonkers what was it nightcrawler yeah like ever uh-huh. since he did nightcrawler it's just been one weird role after another he's and some of them work and some of them really of the don't uh-huh yeah. yep <laughs> yeah. yep uh, I'm not sure this one worked that well, but I kind of enjoyed the movie it's it's by far the best michael bay movie he's made in I, I don't know. <laughs> Since before Transformers, probably. <laughs> That's what I was um, thinking. He, he made some good movies before Transformers and then didn't after. Um, but this one is, I, I wouldn't call it a good movie, but it's very entertaining. And, and he has a knack for these big drone shots and, and, and beautiful like action set pieces, which are really cool. And, and that's what really... I mean, that's, that's what why this you movie's watch about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's based in L.A. And, and it has a pretty good sense of, like, where in L.A. it is. And, and yeah, it's interesting. It's, again, if you're watching it for a plot, that's 
probably not a good idea. But if you're watching it to see some like cool action stuff, then then you'll have a good time. And I and did. To, and to see Jake Gyllenhaal just be crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's mm. good enough too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there you go, a- uh, ambulance. Yeah, it's. Uh, do you want to know where it is on my list right now? Yes. I, I finally do. wrote down all of my, all of the movies I've seen this year. Wow. Um, or okay. or not this year, but from this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen twenty three movies, and it is number twelve on the list so far. Right in the middle. Okay. Yeah, right in the middle. I would say. I, genuinely like 11 of them so it's like right after the one I, ones i really like <laughs> that's actually not so bad yeah like it's good fine. job michael bay and jake gyllenhaal yeah there you go yeah. and whoever the other lead actor is because he's he's pretty good in it the, oh, okay. i'm not sure jake gyllenhaal's good in it but the other guy is uh, i will i will look up his name because he deserves to be talked about, but mm-hmm. um, but go ahead, number number two, Shelby. Yeah, um, I'll talk about something we've been watching. Uh, we just finished um, the series, The Last Kingdom. Um, I started watching it like a few years ago, and I think there was a break. I'm not entirely certain, but I remember getting to a point in the series where I finished a season, and it was like, oh, like this is done. Like there's not going to be any more. And then a few years later, it was like, oh, there's, like, new seasons again. Like, how exciting. So I don't know if that was the gap in, like, New Zealand Netflix that, like, they just decided to not release it um, (laughs) or if they actually did come back and make more. One way or another, I got Ben to watch it because we've been on this Viking kick, of course. And so it was, like, just the next Viking show to watch. And so I went back, rewatched it, and watched all the, the new seasons. And we finished it last night. We got home from dinner and I was like, oh, I think there's like four episodes left. I was like, do you want to finish it? And we laughed. We're like, no, it's too late. And what did we do? We stayed up and we finished it. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, It's one of those endings, like the actual ending, like was pretty good. The way that they wrapped everything up. But it does make me wonder if like they thought they were going to have another season like, at some point, and then they were told, oh, this is going to be your last season. And they had, like, changed some things. And then the last few episodes were a little rushed. I mean, they usually are yeah. in, like, a series wrap-up. Like, it's, it's fairly uncommon for them to be, like, paced nicely. Right. So that was kind of my complaint. Um, there's a few things in this last season where I kind of shook my head at the writers a little bit. Where, like, you're you're now seeing characters that are children of the last generation of characters that you got attached to and seeing those children and going, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's good writing for this character. I don't feel like that person would have raised their kid that way. I don't feel like, you know, um, so there were a few things that I was kind of like, mm, I feel like they had to make some changes to wrap up the story, which is a little annoying, but in the end, we had to say goodbye to Uhtred of Bebenba and we're a little sad that it's over, which I guess is the mark of a, of a, an enjoyable show, right? When you wish that there's there's more. Yeah, yeah. definitely for like an enjoyable show. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily I mean, like a great show, but it was yeah, enjoyable. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so now I don't really know what um, what we're going to watch next. And I think our... Bachelor? Our, our, <laughs> maybe, actually... Um, we haven't watched any garbage TV in a while, so Ben yeah. might be ready to start something. 
Melissa was watching The Bachelorette before I came in here. And, uh-huh. and like, I think I reached the point where I was like, oh my gosh, this show is too much. It's bonkers. <laughs> too much. Ben, just, like the concept watch. really just, not that I haven't thought about this mm. too much already, but like I, I was sitting there and being like, oh, they just expect all these guys to show up at the house and be like immediately in love with this person. And that's not the way it works. Like, no. I, not so, at all. Yeah. No, Ben Ben loves garbage, like romance reality TV. Yeah. And he could watch it like back to back to back to back. And I cannot, like I have to take a break. Like I have to go do a detox and a cleanse and like yeah. plunge myself into some fantasy, I don't know, like sci-fi something, right? Something that's sure. like not real. Not that reality TV is real, but um, yeah. So I, I force breaks. I'm like, no, we just watched a season. I need like a month or two or three before we can go back and watch more. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I tease him about it, but like I enjoy them as much as he does. Oh, yeah. yeah. If it's trashy enough, then I'm all in. Like oh, yeah. if there's if the stakes are low and it's trashy enough. Yeah. Then, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I good. it is hard. There are moments with those shows where you're like, these actually are real people. And you're like, sure. please go get some therapy. Like that was some group trauma. Like I don't right. feel good about that. But um, yeah, it's nice when the stakes are low. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like you know they're getting paid. You know, Maybe like, they'll date for like a month and then, yeah. and then that's it. That's and then they can them. be an influencer on Instagram and then yeah. they don't really have to ever work really ever like, again. Like good congrats. for them. Yeah. Yikes. I watched a very sad movie <laughs> called, uh, called The Card Counter. I don't think I've talked about this on here. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Oscar Isaac, and it's from last Love year. Oscar Isaac. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. We all do, don't we? <laughs> I, think, I think we all do. We don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Really? Do you know people? Yeah. And not necessarily people who are like, oh, I hate Oscar Isaac. But they're like, yeah, he's fine. Oh, wow. Huh. I don't... Like, I can't think of a time where I haven't enjoyed him. I would watch that man make a salad. Like, I just really love Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. uh-huh. The card counter is about... Well, I mean, you you could guess. It's about, like, a a gambler um, who who gets kind of caught up in a sticky situation um, with, with a protege of... Of types and uh, and then um, and then things kind of es- escalate. So s- some of it is based on like gambling, and and that's what I Oscar Isaac's character is like known for. He he plays he he plays poker and, and all sorts of different games at the casino, and and a large amount of the movie is set in a casino. Um, Tiffany Haddish is also in this, um, and playing a more serious role. I do apologize if I've talked about this before. I don't think I have. I don't but, think so. Uh, um, and then and then Willem Dafoe is briefly in this, uh, who's he's always amazing too. Um, but the I, I'm not gonna say much about the plot other than it ends very differently than I expected, and uh, I, I guess I already said it's a downer. It definitely is. Um, it I don't. It's one of those movies that is kind of critically acclaimed, and then, like, uh, like the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, or is 
probably pretty low. It it feels like that sort of movie to Mm -hmm. me. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I I will probably never watch it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very heavy and and again for for being a movie about like like uh, usually poker movies or gambling movies have sort of an element of fun, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure this did. uh, so yeah, it's, it's a lot to take in, but it, it was really good and really well made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're into any of the things I sort of mentioned here, <laughs> I, you probably liked it. Um, the, there's a cool Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish dynamic that that's really quite interesting and, and well done. And then, um, and then the, the younger kid, I think played by Ty Sheridan, um, is a, it's a really well written character and and yeah the the story is very intriguing. Uh, I th- I think you'd like it, Shelby. But again, I'm I'm not quite sold on who this movie is for and who would hate it. Um, mm. So it's hard to give a full recommendation. What I can tell you is I liked it quite a bit and it's yeah. um, it's it's a very well made movie and very well written. So it's on HBO Max in in the states uh i don't know outside of that but but yeah very good okay Okay. it's interesting that um that dynamic that you said of like most gambling movies have this sense of like high risk high reward like exciting like and that that doesn't which is almost i I guess it's just the lens that you view like gambling through Uh, Yeah, I think. Sorry, go ahead. ahead. No, no, please, please. I was just going to say, even when we were in Las Vegas briefly, like you see people who are like so engaged at the casino and you're like, I don't get it. Like, (laughs) you know, and we had those conversations, right? Of like, yeah, maybe sitting at like a poker table would like be fun. But like people who just like sit in the casino and don't know what time of day it is. Like that doesn't sound nice. That doesn't sound fun. Just keep pulling the lever on the slot machine. Push that sounds awful. Yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think. Like poker is kind of interesting and mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, maybe this movie. I I can't really tell you what I was trying to say. Um, partly because I watched it a couple months ago, like when you were in, of when you were traveling and we weren't recording as much. Um, so, but, but I, it might have been making the point like, hey, gambling's not that big of a deal compared yeah. to these other things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I that might be like a minor theme in it. Um, but yeah, no, I, that that is interesting. I, there's a certain excitement when people talk about gambling, and and I'm not sure I have that in me really. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before I forget, the other stars in ambulance. Uh, one is uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen II. Fantastic name. Uh, he was very good. And then um, the female co-star? I, yeah, I guess she'd be almost a lead. Is I think it's Isa, E-I-Z-A Gonzalez. But yeah, they, they were both good and, and both minorities. So um, cool that they got a lead role and, and wanted to shout them out yeah, instead cool of casting. just Jake Jake Hall. Jake Hall. <laughs> uh, yeah. Crazy white guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank cool. you for that. Oh, yeah. 
Um, it's been a long time, but it's been a while. I see you are wearing a hat that we have not discussed before. I got a new hat. You got a new hat. Oh, that's so exciting. My brother, Matthew, friend of the podcast, got it for me. Oh, Matthew. Number one fan? Number one fan slot. Mm. I think maybe. (laughs) 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 Um, Shall I um, describe it for our listeners? Please. Okay. So it's got um, red bill on the top. It's green on the underside. Which we all know what that means, don't we? And then the top bit is white, but it's got red stripes for like the like at the to divide the four quadrants. And then it's got a red bird on the front, which I would assume is like a cardinal or something. But it's a it's a red bird. Yeah, that's the best you've ever done. Thank um, you. The, I the said it break, with a lot of confidence too. You did mm. the break in in. Telling people about my hats has really paid dividends for you. I've been practicing. People stop on the street and I go, can I describe your hat to you? And they run away. (laughs) This is a, you even called the bird by its name. This is a Columbus Redbirds hat um, from 1933. Well, the hat's not from 1933, but it was, the design was 1933. Uh, And yeah, it's made by Ebbets Field Flannel. The Columbus Redbirds were a top-level minor league baseball team that played in Columbus, Ohio, in the American Association from 1931 through 1954. Thank you, Wikipedia. Excellent. Yeah, there you go. It's Alex, a, how exciting! You have a new hat. I, 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 yeah, I like the I like the bird on it, and mm-hmm. I I like the red bill with the white white top. Very. I, classic. I like the two tones. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a classic baseball look. Classic. I know I, from I, the I, many baseball caps I have described. <laughs> you know what's classic and what's not. I do. I really do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That iconic white and red. <laughs> right. I do like the two-toned hats. Mm. One, oh, the bill being a different color than the top part. Yeah. I'm a sucker for those. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Jonas Brothers. I'm a, that's They're talking about hats. Or, or you're just a sucker for the Jonas Brothers. I am not. <laughs> um, a sucker is a good song, though. Hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. No? I'm not sure. I can't place it. I'm so bad with song names. You know that. I'm a sucker for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's pretty catchy and pretty good. No, it is a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Thank you for that. That was really helpful. Yeah, anytime. Mm-hmm. Anytime I can recall the song and you can't anyway. Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Shall we get into the topic, Shelby? Let's do it. Okay. Um, well, you you went on a trip that we've alluded to most mm-hmm. of most of the time these last few episodes. Yeah, yeah. And, and some things went wrong. <laughs> so Lots of things, which got me thinking about, hey, we should talk to people and and have a conversation about what do you actually do when when one thing or when everything goes wrong because you can't just necessarily pack your bags and head home you should you should do things to make it better so yeah um, don't 
In fact, let's start there. Maybe don't pack your bed bags and head home if you yeah. if you're still like on your trip. Please don't. Unless you're like in danger, that's like the yeah. one time. Then when, go like, home. Yeah, yeah. Pack right. your bags. Go right. home. Or just like leave your bags. Just go home. Right. You can yeah, get yeah. new if it's, new stuff. If it's you if can it's get that new bad, stuff. Just go home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the situation is exactly, but and I don't know why you need us to. T- <laughs> but, but just you go have on. permission it's actually really funny the um the travel like group i follow on facebook there's lots of times when someone posts and they go this is the situation i really think that i should go home but i feel bad because i've paid money for this trip what do i do and so i just love to just like read all the comments and sometimes i participate and whatever but sometimes stuff happens and you either have to right. go home or you have to stay anyway so the trip that I went on, everything went wrong from the, from the moment that my grandma died. Everything went wrong. Like nothing went according to plan. So it meant early on we had to change our expectations about what the trip was going to look like. Did that fairly successfully. But then when we got there, Ben got COVID. People we were meant to stay with had COVID. Like... We were going to stay in one place, but then something happened with the booking, and so that didn't work. And then our flights home ended up not working out the way that we thought, so we had to find new flights. Like, it was just a lot of different situations where it was like, oh, my gosh. Um, My brother-in-law got food poisoning. Like, it was just, it was just so much. So um, I think it's good to kind of have a plan in place and also have a mentality that you can flip a switch and activate and go, okay, we can actually manage this. Like, we can we can salvage this trip. I, I think so, too. I think it's, um, if, if you're not able to do that, I'm not sure you're going to have that many good vacations. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we, like we joked about in the opening, like, I'm not sure there's a, a day in my life where something doesn't go <laughs> out of plan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't be alone in that. Uh, so, so yeah, I think, I think it happens in travel too, no matter, I mean, we, we do this podcast and plan itineraries, um, some of them pretty extensive, some of them pretty broad, but, but I mean, even, even if you're trying to follow these itineraries to a T, like you probably won't be able to, sorry. (laughs) No. I write, um, on, on the blog or the website I write on, excuse me. Um, I write full day itineraries for a day at Disney parks and I have to write at the bottom of them usually like, Hey, if you get 75% of this done in a day, then great job. Like, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's what your goal should be. If you're trying to do every single thing I'm writing in here, then uh, you're either going to like exhaust yourself mentally, physically, or or you're going to run into disappointment because something yeah. will break down or something will be closed or or you just don't know what's going to happen exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, is there, a, is there a way you plan around this? Is there a way that you, like, uh, first, of it, first of all, it probably starts mentally, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think that it's what you just said. It's the expectation, right? Like, if you expect that, Everything is going to go according to plan and it's going to go perfectly. 
that you're not going to run into any bad weather, that something's not going to be closed, that someone's not going to pick up a cold, like you will be disappointed. And nobody wants to leave a trip feeling disappointed in what happened. So if you go into it knowing, okay, like something's probably going to go wrong, we're going to have to be adaptable, then I think it's so much easier to to manage those expectations and to not be disappointed. I think it's okay. It's like this. When we landed in LA and had to wait for our bags after our, I don't know, 10 hour flight, whatever. When it comes to getting my bag from the carousel, which I don't frequently check a bag, but we had to. Getting a bag from a carousel is the worst part of traveling, right? Like you're tired, (laughs) but you're you're tired. You just, you're standing there. You're watching the circular thing dump out bags. You see the same bag go, like come and go every single time. And you're like, who the fuck does that bag belong to? Come and get your bag. Like, It's horrible. People stand too close to the carousel. So when your bag does pass, you can't actually get to it because they're standing in the way. They're too close, right? Okay. Please email email (laughs) us at tripintomeet.gmail.com if you really relate to all of this. It's the worst part. But here's the thing. I know it's the worst part. I know that we're going to get off the plane and that I'm going to want to just blow through customs go get a coffee, use the bathroom, and get where we're going, right? Because we've landed, we're there, I want to go. But my expectation is that's not going to happen. You're going to get off the plane. It's going to take a hot minute to get off the plane. You're going to go through customs. You're going to wait in a line. You're going to be with the same, you know, 200 people that you were just on the plane with, with the babies that are really tired and the people that are grumpy and hungry. And Some of them will probably not smell the best. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of those people might be me or you. (laughs) It might be. You're going to be hungry, right? You know, it's just going to take a hot minute. And when you get to that care, that baggage carousel, you know, your bag's not going to be the first one or the fifth one or maybe even the 10th or the 20th one. But you standing there being frustrated is not going to change anything. So pull out your phone, sit on the ground take a minute, do what you need to do, have the right expectation. And I think it's exactly the same thing with traveling. If you are expecting the wrong thing, you will be disappointed. But if if you come to a place where you can be flexible, you look at your trip as like a big picture thing and think, okay, I want to enjoy spending time with people, no matter what that looks like. Then when your restaurant reservation doesn't work out or something is closed or you have to plan a detour or you're stuck in traffic, then you can come back to that expectation of I'm still spending time with the people that I'm here to visit. It's not wasted time. Yeah, we're sitting in traffic and traffic sucks, but I'm with the people that I love and I care about. Right. So like when you have that right expectation, you can manage things as they change, as they fluctuate and you can come back to the whole point of the trip to begin with. So like our trip in Texas, we had an itinerary, we had a goal, we wanted to get from point A to point B. The people that we were staying with ended up getting COVID. So like we didn't get to, it was some family relatives. And so like we didn't even get to meet them. We didn't get to stay with them. But the point of the trip was to spend time with my dad and my sister and my brother-in-law. And we got to do that. It didn't change. So in that way, managing your expectations is, is really important. I agree. Um, yeah, no, everything you said, spot on. How do you, 
is there a practical way you go about this? Is there, is, is it's probably different for everyone. Yeah. Um, is, yeah, what, what do you, I, I, here, do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, for me, I, I do think it comes back to planning a little bit, um, and there's a there's a number of things that I'll try to remember to say, and a number of things that I'll probably forget to say on this on this episode. But uh, there's there's a few different ways I go about planning depending on who I'm going on a trip with, mm. and and what um, what we're doing, where we're going. Yeah. It's all dependent on that. One thing I like to do a little bit more now, and I even do it when planning out some of the itineraries we do on this show, is I'll look up a place and start making different lists, and I will prioritize them. So, so like if I'll I'll start keeping track of where I want to eat. Sometimes they're just mental lists. Sometimes I actually physically write them down. But if I'm talking about places to eat, like I'll I'll, I'll write down five to ten places I want to eat and then prioritize them like there's maybe two that like I need I like I really really want to go to and if we don't then I'll be kind of upset um yeah yeah and then then there's another group that's like yeah it'd be great if we go there and then there's another group that's like, if we're in the area and we need some food like mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> so if you do that and you start to limit the things of that Instead of having these broad itineraries where you're trying to get so much done and if you don't do one thing, it's going to throw off the next step in the plan. If you look at it as like, well, it'd be cool if we went here, but this isn't a deal breaker for me. And then if you do know what your deal breakers are and make that and vocalize that to yes. your mm-hmm. to your group, um, then, then I think... Uh, I, th- I think you're setting yourself up for a much better trip yes. in general. Um, so if everyone knows you want to go somewhere, then, <laughs> I, I mean, mm-hmm. assuming you're going with people that love you, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you'll probably go. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, take into account how many days you have in a place and, and whatnot. Like, if you're only at a place for two days, then you should probably only have like one one restaurant or even activity yeah. that's like mm-hmm. i have be to be realistic this. yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh, so so that's that's one thing i do i, I also in that same in that same vein I, I try to plan things out uh by location which we've talked about mm-hmm. plenty it's like okay we're we're going to be in this spot on that day let's try to dig up some I keep going back to food. I guess I'm hungry. Let's try to dig up some restaurants that I would like to go to instead of just picking out, um, pick picking it out on the fly because it, sometimes it's hard to make up decisions on the fly if you're hungry. Yeah, so, when you're hungry, that's horrible. The worst yeah. time to make decisions. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, do you have any any examples like that or Yeah, I think what you said about like managing group expectations is really important because when you're planning a trip that's just for you, it's easy to be like, "Oh, well, I'm going to Paris because I want to soak up the culture." So, I just need to find spots that I like and enjoy around the Louvre or Notre Dame or whatever and like that's the point of the trip. But if you're going with a group of your friends, you can have 
so many different reasons for going to the same place. So I think, yeah, I think communicating those expectations of like, this is the, these are the things that are really important to me. Um, and I mean, and that's just like group planning, right? Like right. the more communication you can have about, about expectations, uh, you know, the better. Um, yeah, I think, I think that there's always a balance between doing the right amount of research and over planning because I think right. that there is such a thing as over planning. But I think that if you know the areas you're going to be in and you you know what your options are, if something goes wrong, you bounce back from that much faster. You know, the restaurant you want to go to is closed. Ah, well, there's this other one four blocks away. Let's just go there. Um, and that's hard because when you're going to a big place, there's no way that you can, you can know everything. There's no way, you know, like when, when something happens in everyday life that you have to like be flexible around, it's in your town. It's with your people, yeah. with your car, with your currency, right? Like that is so easy yeah. to, to work around. But when something happens in a foreign place with foreign people, it's much harder. But I think, yeah, if you do... Mm, as much research as, as your brain can handle, you know, it'll help you out in the long run. I agree. We, we just got back. I just got back from San Diego with my family. We'll talk about it more in a future episode, but there was one night we were going to a restaurant. Um, and it was like a quick, easy Mexican food restaurant that I, I think I've even talked about it on this podcast. It's called Nico's. It's one of Melissa's favorites. And we got there and it was, like the street was closed and there was just this huge market going on mm-hmm. and and we we're like okay we'll we'll just find a place to park and and try to walk around the market and we get there and it, it was closed the restaurant was closed and uh, it was just something you don't really account for too mm-hmm. much on because because you look on google and it says it's open or yeah. and things like that like uh um eh, and the those things will happen um and thankfully, like Melissa's and I have been there, and my family was pretty adaptable, and and like let's let's just find some food, but but it takes some time to like find your bearings and go find another restaurant, and we eventually ended up at a, a it was a pretty good meal. We had a, another it was a little nicer like Mexican restaurant than mm-hmm. the one we were going to, and we paid a little bit more, but it was still fun, and we just walked around and found it. So. I, I think patience is probably mm, yeah. <laughs> probably another good thing to keep in mind. And, and again, like that, we were with a big group. So if people have opinions, it helps to voice them, even even if like everyone's not going to agree all the time. But it just helps to like if people truly don't care, then say you don't. But but, but if you care, people, just say what you think. <laughs> yeah, some people some people probably do care in that uh-huh. in whatever group you're in. So. Um, yeah, I, I think being patient and actually listening, I mean, these are very basic life skills. And that... yet somehow we forget them when we travel <laughs> yes. with people, especially with our family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You well, touched um, on some, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask want... what kind of market was it? I was just, there was a lot of street food and there was a lot of, um, there, there were a lot of like clothes and, and jewelry. Yeah, it was, it was a big big just like wow. sort of nighttime farmer's market almost that's vibe cool. to it 
Yeah, it was cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we ate dinner, and it was mostly over by then, and, and it was getting kind of late. So hmm. we didn't really, sp- we just kind of walked through a little bit, but it looked cool. So, hmm. yeah. Um, you touched on something. Now I'm trying to remember it. But but you said there's there's a risk to over planning, and I completely agree with that, especially when you're building out itineraries i i think there's nothing wrong with having like a step-by-step itinerary especially when you're going international or a place you don't know at all Mm -hmm. Um, but i do think it's helpful if you're having more of a uh, more of a vacation vacation instead of like an actual travel uh go see everything vacation i do think it's helpful when you're doing something a little more relaxing to have like one or two firm plans a day mm-hmm. uh, whether that be a dinner reservation or you're going to a museum in the afternoon or 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 um yeah i mean just we're gonna be at the beach from now to from then to then and then people can if you're with a group they can kind of plan around that uh, or you can plan your day around that i i think that's helpful even uh, again, going back to over planning, like e- even if you're, yeah, I think you start with the priorities when you're when you're building a step by step itinerary and and place things that you want to do around those mm-hmm. firm plans. But again, if if you miss them, like if something runs long, or or something's closed, then you can just move right on to the next thing. Um, I think the point I'm trying to make is maybe don't make the the top priorities right next to each other. Yeah. Um, make one a day or or one in the late morning and one in the evening. Uh, yeah. Something like that. I, I think that kind of uh, eliminates some of the risk of travel. Um, I really like planning an itinerary like that because it also, depending on your travel style, but it also gives you freedom to discover things. And I really like that. I really like as you're walking on your way to the museum, there's a market that you run into where there's a coffee shop that smells amazing or, you know, it gives you time to to right. find things on your way. And I found people are never realistic about how long it actually takes to do something. Yes. Like, they're like, Especially oh, Especially we'll like just as simple as like walking or driving somewhere. It's going to take... Um, more time than you realize when you're looking at a map of a city you have no concept of like what the actual distance is right so like how long is it going to take you to to get from your hostel to the west end in london to see your especially if you don't know like longitude and latitude like Like, exactly when you don't know the exact (laughs) coordinates of where you're going how are you even meant to know Um, but yeah, things, <laughs> things always take longer than you think, especially if you're in a group. Somehow getting six people to get ready to go out the door takes at oh. least like 30 minutes longer than what you think it's going to. So yeah. yeah, I think I love that way of planning because then you don't screw yourself over by having all these wonderful things you want to do that you just don't have time to get to. Instead, if you leave more space, then you can discover things as you go. And then you're you're more likely to get things done. Yeah I, yeah, I think that's spot on. Yeah. One other thing that's come to mind uh, is when something goes wrong, 
like don't be afraid to ask for help we um when we got back from our road trip through texas after like having to re like take a detour because people got sick and like make up an itinerary on the fly because our whole plan had just fallen apart uh when we got back we were looking at our flights and um we because my sister and my brother-in-law work for an airline we get um some flight benefits and we were gonna fly standby from LA to Sydney and then come back and there were so many seats left on the plane like up until that week before so many seats and then out of nowhere it was like they all sold so we Ben and I were looking at each other like how are we gonna get home like we've got three suitcases and ourselves and somehow we have to get back to New Zealand and like, what the heck are we going to do? And because we had been keeping an eye on flights for a long time, because we were originally, we were just going to buy a flight from LA to Auckland. But um, when the border opened, there was just so, so many flights that were just gone. And so we kind of got to a point where we were like, okay, well, we'll kind of need to do this. And that's fine. There's so many seats available. Anyway, long story short, all of those seats were gone. So we had to then figure out a plan of like, how are we going to travel the 7,000 miles back home without spending like $15,000 because flights were so expensive. So it took all of us, the four of us, to put our heads together. We were all on our devices looking at different airlines, which it was really helpful to have my sister and brother-in-law because they, you know, they work for an airline. But um, we were all just like Googling and like scrambling to try to figure it out. And eventually my sister found the flight that we booked and we came back home on. And there was a very small window where there was an affordable flight. And then all of the flights around it were like ridiculously expensive. So if it would have just been me and Ben, A, it would have been really hard. B, it sucks to feel like you're alone and stuck in that situation. And C, I don't think I would have thought. So she was looking at flying out of Las Vegas instead of Los Angeles. And that's how the flight came through. I don't I don't know if I would have thought about that in that moment. So her kind of out of the box thinking and all four of us putting our heads together is what like completely salvaged, not just our flights home, but it would have totally ruined the next week that we were there with you guys and we had all of our plans in place. Like it, it would not have gone well at all. So it completely saved the rest of the trip. So all that to say, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like if you need help with something, whether it's, you know, rebooking accommodation because something's gone really wrong with yours or rebooking a flight or, you know, figuring out what to do in a totally foreign country like just don't be afraid to ask someone for help they're not going to mind helping you unless all of your friends are assholes and then get new friends so that way you can ask them for help you can even even email us yeah i, I would be happy to that would be we'd um, be so happy to help yes the um we'll, we'll touch about we'll touch on this in a upcoming episode i'm not quite sure when it's coming out but we'll touch more on like travel hacks and, and how to how to plan things uh, what we use to plan things um but uh, having uh, if if you have flexible dates or whatnot i mean just being able to look at a variety of options like that like the flying out of Las Ve Las vegas is a great example like mm -hmm. it is not far from la it is not hard to get to from via plane or 
or a car or even by bus and, and just being able to like be flexible in, in that and mm -hmm. that'll end up saving you two thousand dollars yes, at least yeah uh, uh -huh. um, just keeping those things in mind is hard to do in the moment especially if something's gone wrong um, and like you said the more people who are there to help uh, kind of look at look at all the options and hopefully help calm someone's brain when when it's when things go wrong mm -hmm. I, I mean that's that's part of the good things and bad things about group travel because yeah. like like someone's gonna panic at some point and, and yeah. mm -hmm. you yep. you won't know how to help them and, and that sucks sometimes that person will be you and, and then it sucks <laughs> even more um, yep. mm -hmm. but but just uh, but it's also nice to just have friends there that yeah. don't mind sitting with you and like it's gonna be okay yeah and we'll figure exactly. something out um yeah i i do think there's i, I don't know that uh, there's a risk to over planning there's a risk to under planning but um I, I think one thing to go by kind of switching gears a little bit is uh just know your limits too mm -hmm. uh it, like we talked about, if you're over planning or under planning or, or whatever, like if you get hungry, don't wait till no. dinner no. that's two hours away. Like go Just eat. Take care of yourself. Yeah. I, I, I think that's something uh, like I, maybe I don't think I, I do it as much anymore, but it's something that people do when they follow itineraries or, or whatever is like. Okay, we, let's just make it a couple more hours, and and that's not a no, good thing to do. It's no. going to it, that will make things go wrong. I yes. think I think part part of this is just like risk aversion, where where you're just, uh, but like don't be afraid to swap things around, and and if if you get hungry and you have to break the break the plan or or throw off the rules or like if you really need like an hour nap after a really long day the previous day go take an hour nap you'll You're be totally happier. allowed to nap it's <laughs> yes. a good thing yes um so i think people think of those things as like okay we can just push through but that's when the that's when things start to go wrong yes. if, mm -hmm. it, it's not always like uh places closed or or like plans get canceled or whatever sometimes they're self-inflicted yeah, and that's a and really just, good point you just have to kind of manage how you're feeling and how mm. how other people around you are feeling like melissa and i have very different um like, like i'm i'm able to uh push through hunger a little more than she is and like we we both know that about ourselves so it's like if i'm hungry i know i can wait a little longer mm. than she can but if she's gonna she gets hungry it's like well, we should we should go eat. get something yeah. to eat. Let's have a snack, because because like you won't enjoy this if you're hungry, yeah. and 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 that's fine. That's a normal human thing. And especially so, if you're traveling in a group, right? Like yeah, that's when tensions run high. That's when people are going right. to get snippy. That's when people are going to disagree. That's when people are going to shut down. Like you have to take care of yourself, and you have to take care of the members in your group. Or else they, stuff like that will happen, and it will darken the memory of that trip. Yeah, and I think um, as a kind of a 
side road here. I think uh, if you're traveling in a group, some like independence in that situation is probably a good thing. Oh, yeah. Because if you're the person who's tired or hungry or whatever, you don't want to hold everyone else up. Yeah. Um, and And if you're someone else in the group, you don't really want to be held up especially if you're someplace new that you're really excited about. So mm-hmm. like, it's okay to separate for an hour. It's yeah. okay to just go do what you need to and then, and then meet up for, again, the priorities. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think that's something to keep in mind. Uh, another thing I've thought of, well, when things like get canceled or, or something goes wrong, um, don't be afraid to do something dumb. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. if you see something... If, if your plans just got canceled and you're driving along and see something weird on the side of the road, stop. Snake Farm it, Zoo! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some dinosaurs outside of Palm Springs that uh-huh. we stopped at a few months ago. And I was like, oh, this is fun to walk around for half an hour. And, you know, and, it turns into a funny story. Like, hey, remember right. that time we were on our way to this when we couldn't? But then we stopped and we went to Snake Farm Zoo where we saw so many deadly snakes that live in Texas. And it was hilarious. Yeah, right. I do. Like, what the heck even was that place? Like, it does. Yeah. It turns into a great story. And, and a memory, for sure. Because, I mean, someone else that knows more about brains could explain this better. But, like, your emotions are already heightened. So, if you're mm-hmm. going to stop and do something dumb, like, it's going to stick in your brain. And you're going to laugh about it and have a good time. And, for some reason, you'll remember that more than anything else on the trip. And yeah. and just make them Make the most of it. It's easier said than done. But, but like, I, I don't know. There's been times where, like, we, we've driven around and, like, oh, there's go-karts. Let's go go-kart for 20 minutes. It'll it'll be fun and we'll mm-hmm. laugh. And then we'll get on our way. Um, yeah. I think, I think about that with road trips, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm going to have a much better road trip if I stop for 15 minutes and walk around and and go see this thing that I really want to instead of getting to the destination half an hour earlier so and like, uh, that some of that's personal preference of yeah. course but but, but also uh, what a great representation of like how like how we should be kind to ourselves anyway just like in normal life right like yeah why are we so focused on like powering through our day Instead of stopping and just finding, like, joyful, fun moments, like, why are we in such a hurry to get where we're going when we could stop and do something that's going to make us laugh, right? Like, slow down. Enjoy stuff. Yep. Find those pockets of joy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Any, Any, like, practical thoughts or examples that you... Any other ones you want to touch on? Oh, let's see. What else? I really think a lot of it just comes back to, like, manage those expectations, communicate with people, and have a bit of a plan. And we'll talk about credit cards and stuff in travel hacks. And I'm not an advocate of, like, reckless spending with a credit card. But I will say there have been times in real life and on trips where I've legitimately needed it. And it's like, oh, like, this needs to happen right now. Like, great. Like, this is why I have a credit card. Um, And I know that they're not for everyone. And some people are, like, totally opposed. But um, I think that in those, like, emergency situations, they're extremely helpful when you have to buy 
flights and you just want to put $2,000 on a credit card. It's great to have a credit card. So it's a good, it's a good resource to have in your back pocket if you need it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you never know when you're going to run into an emergency or, or whatnot. So yeah. um, along those, I mean, along those same lines and kind of going with my last point of don't be afraid to do something dumb. Like it's okay if you spend the extra 20 bucks somewhere and, yeah. uh, and, and like if it if it's gonna be more fun than going and sitting in a hotel because something went wrong, then then just do it. Just I, do it. I, I again, I think both Shelby and I are pretty conscious of our budget when we travel. Um, maybe even more so than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know you've done so many trips on a very tight budget. <laughs> and, she broke. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, but I still to this day budget even, even after not being in my early twenties and not having <laughs> uh-huh. any money, uh-huh. I still set aside budgets for yeah. different things while I'm traveling. But um, again, we will probably touch on that more when we talk about travel hacks and stuff. But, but I don't think a budget should be so strict that like, mm. like you can't go make up for the thing that you just if you're. If you just missed out on something, try to make up for it in some way. There, yeah. There's there's always, unless you're in a place that's not very fun to be in, there's <laughs> always uh, there's always something you could probably go do again yeah. that at the very least will be a funny story and at the at the most is going to be an amazing memory. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we've made it through my list. How about you? Yeah, I think we've done really good. And I think... Um, I think what I like about this topic in particular is that it's it's like when you practice this mentality when you go on trips, it's like you're practicing so that you can adapt it in your everyday life. I've always felt that like trip Shelby is like the best version of Shelby. <laughs> like she gets to yes. adventure, she gets to explore, she gets to try new things and meet new people and like that is Shelby at her happiest and like right. her fullest, right? So, like, if we practice these things when we're on trips, right, where we're managing our expectations and we're communicating really well and we're discovering things and finding joy and doing funny, stupid things because, hey, life is short. It didn't go according to plan. Let's just make the most of it. That's the Shelby I want to be every day. And so when things go wrong in normal life settings, instead of, you know, throwing the day out the window... Like, no, that is my day. I don't get it back. Like, I want to make the most of today, even though things didn't go according to plan. So I just really like that, that in developing these disciplines around when we go on trips, we're also developing those disciplines for us in our everyday life. And that feels very nice and very kind to ourselves. Well said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. There's Mm -hmm. a vacation andrew and then there's regular andrew and i would like to think they become a little closer every day but yeah but they don't mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah no i i completely agree mm-hmm. yeah yeah vacation well if you have andrew, any he's he's good fun yeah you've barely been with him barely for some reason. but he's good terrible fun i know yeah I know. I spent some time with him in a, in a hotel in Moscow, Idaho, but, and, then, and then a good uh-huh. amount of time in L.A., uh-huh. which is yep. much better location than Moscow, and Idaho. A, and a little but, bit of time in Las Vegas. 
No, just a just, just a little just bit. Just a slither. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a slither. Uh, yeah. But if you have any um, practical tips or questions about the subject, please email us. Mm-hmm. Uh, at gmail.com and we'd love to talk to you more about it. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love any, that. Any, yeah, anything else, Shelby? Uh, no, I was just thinking about how funny it is when someone sends in an email and they, like, don't know if they're going to get you or me. It's like a gamble. Yeah. Like, who's going to get to it first? Are they both going to respond? Like, what's going to happen? I think we've got a nice system set up and we don't talk about it at all, and I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> it is a pretty good system. We manage it fairly well, I think. Uh, yeah. It's probably because we only get, like, one email every, like, 14 days, but, like, what? that's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You mean, I oh, all... you've, you've been seeing the hundreds of emails we get every week? Oh, <laughs> yes, so that's yes. why the system works. I see. <laughs> hundreds of emails from the thousands of listeners. Yes, thousands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thousands upon thousands. We, um, we've almost hit a thousand listens, Yeah, which is exciting. Have, if you want to like screenshot you listening, send it to our Instagram. Yeah. And then if it matches up to our thousandth listen, we'll send you a prize. Yeah, that I, I wonder what the price will be. <laughs> Oh, I'll send you, you wanna... something. If someone if someone goes to that much trouble, I will send them something. It's going to be like Sophie or Matthew, though, right? Yeah. So that'll be yeah. easy because I can send something to Sophie or you can exactly. send something to Matthew. Could even be hand-delivered to those people. <gasps> it could be. Oh, that'd be extra fancy. So if you're not Sophie or Matthew, don't let them win. Yeah. Yeah. Darn those those number one fan competitors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Shout out to Kurt. We haven't mentioned him in a while, yeah, but he's in the yeah. running as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should get out of here so we can probably record another podcast. <laughs> probably. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, well, Andrew. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Shelby. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk to you all soon. Yeah, thank you for listening. Bye. And bye.